0: I swear the hardest part of my job, I haven't heard that story before, if I'm up like, oh, da, 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 no, I'm like, oh, <gasps> and I'm like, wait a minute, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get up on stage again, I gotta get this turned up, because I'm, I've got some height going on here. So, um, so something's happening to me, and, um, And I'm not quite sure what it is. I know I turned 50 November 1st and that was a big deal. But age kind of like has never been a thing for me. So um, people are like, oh, over the hill and that whole thing. And that age, it's never really never done. I've lost complete years of my life because I haven't been able to keep track of my age. I, I not forty-two and forty-seven were gone, um, but I feel like more importantly, I. This is a whole segment of the book that I just wrote. I tuck it's. It's about you know what is happening to me is the whole first beginning of the book because that is what I hear like a chorus every day from women. What is happening to me? It's usually said with that level of like, oh, something's happening. And, you know, the logical brain, as Anne referenced, it's like, well, I, I got nothing. I got, no, I got nothing. I'm going through this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So something was happening to me, and I know three things about myself in these moments. One, step number one is I know I need to slow down and I need to savor, because I'm a fast mover, and it takes a truck sometimes to slow me down, but I'm getting better and better and better about just slow down and savor, and I will catch more stuff than I didn't catch before that maybe will give me a clue. And then the other thing I know is to move my body. That always helps. Dancing and running and being in my body always gets things moving. It's like a body in motion stays in motion, right? And I'm gonna be talking a lot about those other two things sometime over the next couple nights. But I wanna talk about the third thing I know about myself, and that is I make art, constantly make art. And you might not know this, but in I was an art major. I was a visual arts major. There, I said it. The reason I say that is because for years I totally fucking dissed the fact that I was an art major because I was two credits away from a triple a triple major in art, English and history. And I I regret not not doing that, but I counted up my credits and I got art. The other reason I diss it is cuz I never really felt like an art major. So I didn't paint with oil paints like the other people did. I didn't do the watercolor thing. I didn't hang with the people with the pencils and was actually told never to pick up a pencil again by an absolute prick. Couldn't believe that. Damage, bad Bad move guy. So um, I never really hung with the artist. So I never really took on that mantle. I never really took on that identity. And yet, I make art constantly. I always have, anything that stands still, I'm gonna do something with it. I'm gonna bedazzle it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna glue shit on it. I joke if my kids would stand still for long enough, I would probably paint them. I tattoo myself. I, I'm just always like, ooh, that would just do that. I'm always making shit, I've never called it art. But I, I write, people call me a writer. I'm making shit, I'm making shit. I'm, people call me a storyteller. I'm like, well, that's like Moth and, and those people. I'm just like making shit up as I go. Um, so people wanna call it things in my mind, but the bottom line is, I have, I, I make shit. I make shit, that's what I do. Some good shit and some bad shit. And But I really don't care, I just keep making shit because that is how I figure out everything and anything in my world. It's my go-to interface with how I make meaning in my world. I make shit with my body all the time. I'm, I'm gesticulating constantly. And so making, for me, the word that I'll use is conjuring. I use that so much with my clients. You conjure, we have the ability. I love now, I have a Jeep Wrangler. Wanted this car forever. And I finally have a two-door Jeep Wrangler and the top comes off. And if you're in Portland and you see me and you'll look for me now, it's a red Jeep and I drive, it's right outside, and I drive around and my hands are like this. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So there's like no roof on me anymore. I'm just constantly conjuring. But I have always identified conjuring with the word witch until I read Lisa Lister's book, actually. I never identified with witch until I read that book. And she defines it as a woman fully in her power to manifest things. So we have this ritual in our family. Maybe you have it in yours. Of We have a lot of rituals in our family. One of them is that we pick a word every year. Each member of the family of four, and we painted on our kitchen wall. Don't you do that? <laughs> Everybody does that, right? So we painted on our kitchen wall, and it's not really a, and it has to be no more than seven letters because it's a thin strip of wall. There's a limit on that. There's a roof on that one, and um, and so it's not really a goal or an intention. It's more of a traveling companion for us, for each us individually throughout the year so sometimes that word will help inform and shape where we're going and inspire where we're going but more often than not we're like huh you know uh look at this word and look what I did this year it's not funny how that worked you know so um so this year we were doing it and I talk aloud about my words constantly and my family is so great with me because I'll come home I'm like I got my word and they're like do you and I'm like this is it and then, like a week later, I'm like, "No, this is it." So, and they're all, you know, introverted, and like, "This is my word," and it doesn't change. But I'm always like, you know, changing my word because that's she changes constantly. And um, yep, that's that's it. In a house full of in a house full of men, I'm wild. And uh, so I get my word, and I decide my word is going to be witch, and I, I paint over the words, you know, in a ceremony and cover the words from last year, and I stencil on the words for this year, and everybody's got their word. And my 11-year-old son comes through into the kitchen, and he looks at them, he's like, huh, that's too bad. And I said, what? And he said, well, I was hoping you would go with Queen. And I said, oh, well, you know, I didn't. And now the paint's dry, so there it was that. Um, So go to bed, little Buddha baby. So he goes he goes upstairs, and I try to put myself to bed twice. I go halfway up the stairs, and I hear this voice in my head, and it says this. It says, you know, that was a wise choice. Why don't you try witch and see how that goes? And then if it all goes well, then next year you can try queen. And I'm thinking, who the fuck are you in my head? I was like, is there, like, a witch queen quiz that I'm going to, like, make my bitch? Like, I'm going to, like, just... Get this test done. What is this? Do I have to do how many gauntlets do I have to go through in my life to be enough? So, but I figured, yeah, she's probably got a point. So I go to bed, I get up an hour later, and I go downstairs, I get out my paint, and I cover up that word, and I get out the silver paint and I put queen on the wall. And because for me, what I realize is if conjuring is a witch, queen for me is conjuring with authority or more importantly, self-authorization. So queen for me is, is conjuring from my fullest power. And making shit for me is the contribution that I make to the soil that we all walk in this land of the free and home of the brave. Please welcome to the stage and rise, if you will,